This is The Space Shot, episode 80, for August 2nd, 2017. Falcon 1 and Mr. Tim Meows. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. Before I start, I just want to say thank you to the listeners that I've picked up over the past months. As I'm nearing triple digits for the number of episodes I've recorded, I'm reminded of how far I've come and how much of my journey I still have ahead. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to the show. I'd love if you could give the show a shout-out on social media, so I have a challenge. I'm going to be getting some cool stickers printed up for the show, and for everyone that mentions the show and tags me in a post from now until the end of August, I will send you a Space Shot sticker. Remember, you've got to mention me, at John Mulnix, and everyone that does this will get a sticker and my thanks. Now, let's get to the show. On August 2nd, 2008, SpaceX launched a Falcon 1 rocket as part of its early tests for their series of rockets. This was the third flight of the Falcon 1 and the first to use a regeneratively cooled Merlin engine. SpaceX has a history of integrating and testing new technologies between flights, allowing them to iterate on designs and improve with each successive launch. Unfortunately, the third launch of the Falcon 1 was unsuccessful due to the first stage booster impacting the second stage after stage separation. In a blog post on August 6, 2008, the cause of the failure was because there was still thrust being produced by the first stage engine, which caused it to keep moving forward, thereby impacting the second stage. This launch wasn't even 10 years ago, and when you look at where SpaceX is now, compared with where they were in these early flights, you'll notice that there has been a huge jump in capability. In the show notes, I'm linking to a SpaceX blog post about this launch, so be sure to check it out. SpaceX is due to launch the CRS-12 mission, or the Commercial Resupply Services mission, on Sunday, August 13th, and as the launch date approaches, I will update my social feeds and the podcast with more details. On August 2nd, 1991, the Space Shuttle Atlantis launched and deployed the TDRS-E satellite. I talked about the tracking and data relay satellites back in episode 60, so check that out if you're interested. The satellite that launched in 1991 was an earlier model than the newest TDRS satellite that's due to launch in the coming weeks. This series of satellites provide a link-up between spacecraft and the ground stations around the world, allowing for almost constant communications depending on the orbit that the spacecraft is in. The space shuttle was able to launch the TDRS mission because it was capable of deploying satellites and probes once it was in Earth orbit. The shuttle fleet launched satellites in low Earth orbit, as well as missions like Galileo, which was sent on a mission to explore Jupiter. Atlantis spent almost nine days in orbit for the STS-43 mission, and in addition to launching the TDRS satellite, the crew of Atlantis tested designs for cooling technologies meant for the space station. They also performed experiments on how fires behave in microgravity and performed medical tests. Atlantis touched down on August 11th after successfully completing all of its mission objectives. Now for a quick update on the TDRS satellite that is due to launch later this month. An incident involving the antenna on the TDRS satellite has pushed the launch of that spacecraft back from August 3rd to August 18th or 20th. 
As the launch date nears, I'll be posting links to websites where you can watch that launch live. Yesterday, I forgot to mention that it was the 50th anniversary of the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex opening to the public. I feel a little sheepish for missing that important milestone, so I apologize that it slipped through the cracks yesterday. Kennedy Space Center now sees around 1.5 million visitors every year, and the last time that I was there, I chatted with a family from the United Kingdom while we were in line for the shuttle launch experience. It was great to see so many people from all around the world during my visit, and I'm looking forward to being able to go back again for the Falcon Heavy launch later this year, so when that happens, I will be sure to let everyone know about it so you can follow along, and if you're in the neighborhood, drop by and say hi. The last piece of history for today, in 1971, the Apollo 15 lunar module, Falcon, lifted off from the moon after conducting a successful mission on the lunar surface. In episode 85, I will finish up with the Apollo 15 coverage, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that episode. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'd love to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating, and it makes a huge difference by helping even more people find the show. I'd appreciate it if you could share the space shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that you know that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, we visit Mercury with the Messenger spacecraft. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.